Welcome to Higher Love, the podcast, where we share an intimate, honest, and entertaining look at 30 plus years of love, life, and marriage. How have we managed to keep our relationship smoking hot without burning it down over the past three decades? We're your hosts, Reggie and Jody Howard. There's no topic we shy away from. Join us, because it's about to get real. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. <laughs> hello, hello. Of Higher Love the Podcast. How are you today, Reg? Good, good. 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 Good, good. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to start. I've been thinking about this very sweet story that shows how thoughtful you are of me, and I thought we could share it. Do you know what story I want to share? There's so many. There are so many. <laughs> but this one in particular has been coming to mind a lot lately. Oh, which one is this? So How wonderful am I? You are very wonderful. And you're very, very thoughtful and very, very sweet to me. So a few weeks back, our cleaners were here. <laughs> <laughs> and we had the cleaners yeah. come through. And the cleaners do this thing that I love where she, when she vacuums... She leaves these really <laughs> lovely, those marks, you know, but she does it like in a design. Like it's a very specific way that she does it. And so to back the story up a little bit further, how, I would you say, four, three, four months ago, we got new carpet in our bedroom. Yes. And it's now like plush and fluffy carpet. And so you can really see the design in the in the work that she does. And it how, feels really good. And it feels really good. Yes. And it's really yummy carpet. So... I guess this was whatever day it was, last however many Thursdays ago, and I'm still on how good the carpet feels. It does feel really good. It mm-hmm. was it, yes, it was a wonderful upgrade in our bedroom, and you, I'll let you take the story from there because you tell the part of your story very sweetly, and I appreciate it very much. Oh, <laughs> when I was telling you about it, because see. Jody wouldn't know about this story unless I actually related to her. You did. How I was laughing at myself because, so everything with the cleaning, with the whole thing, you know, if Jody's not home, the key is that she wants to see it in that pristine state. For just a moment. For just this, everything's exactly right. Smell, everything is in order. Y'all can feel me on that, right? Just a moment. It's all just like picture perfect, magazine ready. Every Thursday at approximately 11 (laughs) o'clock, it is magazine ready, right? Now, mind you, getting to the state, it took us a very long time because I don't like people in my house and I was personally, I'll clean the house and da-da-da, but that's another story for another time on relationship and how compromise is made and happiness is found. So I have learned this about her, that she really loves that new car, fresh feel kind of hit. So when she's not home, I personally try and not move from any spot and touch anything until she gets home in order to see it in that pristine state. So I had something going on and I had to come up after the cleaner and I needed to come up to our room to get something. And I realized one of the things I needed was in my bedside table. So Jody just told you about this wonderful design, but as soon as you start walking on the design, it kind of starts going away little yeah. by little. So now I was left with this quandary. I need this item. 
But in order to get to this item, I'm going to have to walk across the carpet before Jody sees it in that pristine state. And I'm in a dilemma. So at this point, I take off my socks, I take off everything, and I plot a course that I can walk on this carpet so that I don't disturb it in any way, shape, or form. So you can't tell I was ever on the carpet and maintain that pristine new feel. And I can't jump on the bed or do anything because then the bed would be messed up. And in order to fix the bed, I got to get on the carpet. You see the dilemma I'm in. just picturing you. So here I am. So I go through this whole mental thing. I go through this whole, and I figure out how I can get it done because that's what I do. And I get it done and I get to the end and I get off the carpet and I look and I can't even tell I was there. And I'm so pleased with myself. And then a part of me just starts laughing its ass off. And I'm like, dude, what are you laughing about? He goes... Dude, if you had told me at 20-something years old, you're going to be doing the exercise I just saw you execute, you would just laugh your ass off. But the part that I find funny is the question you would ask yourself is, dude, what are you doing? Is she that hot? And my answer would be, yeah, she kind of is. Kind of. <laughs> she kind of is. I'm doing all of this stuff. I was like, that must be one hellacious woman you have got your score in order for you to be doing this particular exercise. And that just made me laugh and laugh. And I was yeah, she is. <laughs> I'm like going, yep, the great motivator. And you'll do it all again. I do time. it all again. I do it every day. There's many things I do along those lines all the time. And I just laughed, thinking, if I told my younger self, dude, you're going to do that, my only response would be, she better be fucking hot. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, she is. So that leads really, really nicely. Thank you for telling that story. I got quite It still a makes me chuckle when I think of it. I just, I just, I wish I had like a, a nanny cam in here. To see you, watch oh, you. Oh, just watch Mission Impossible, any of them. Well, that's what I was thinking. It was like the whole Mission Impossible, like there are lasers in here, but instead it's the, you need to tightrope or you need to like walk on water basically to get across because it's a pretty good space from where our carpet begins to where the bedside table is. So you couldn't just do like one or two big leaps either. You had to like. I Catherine Zeta-Jones the shit out of that thing. <laughs> well, I appreciate it very much. <laughs> I know you do. That's why I did it. <laughs> Because it does. It does. It's know. one of the highlights of my week. Having a perfectly clean house for just two minutes. And, oh, it's nirvana. Before a dog pees on it, <laughs> craps on it, jumps on it, throws up on it. Somebody leaves their stuff behind. Dirty shoes get walked through. You name it. It all. It's life. And that's fine. That's all part of it. But it's really nice to have those moments. I, I would agree. It. So what has been coming up, and I've had a few people we've been having conversations about a question that I think that kind of leads into actually really nicely is, Ooh. in relationship, is it true what the Beatles said, all we need is love? Is love enough to have a sustainable 30-year relationship? Is love all you need? Is well, love it depends, all we need? It depends on how you define love. Okay. Well, like romantic love. Like, I think it's... I think, I think it's... I, I think it's all, Defining, well, how do you define romantic love? To me, that's also different, too. Well, for me, the elements of love all have to be there. And the elements of love for me is, you know, compassion. It's understanding. It's sitting in the other person's seat. It's the satisfaction of or the thrill of 
how do I keep this going and make this feel new and exciting all the time or as much you know all the time as much as possible with all the other things because you know and that's what I mean it's how you define the elements of love that go into that term for me and that's how you do an approach keeping the relationship going because it, it's like yeah like me thinking about how much you that that means nothing to me <laughs> What, okay. What, what, that that carpet, it means no, it registers not an ounce to me. But in that same breath, it means a lot to me that you're happy. So what are the elements of things that make you happy? And and I've gone through a lot of different iterations of this in our life and relationship. I've done things that well, this should make her happy. What the fuck? What do you mean to make you happy? Why wouldn't this make you happy? And understanding, but taking the time to understand what are truly the elements of things that make you happy. Many of which have nothing to do with the happiness factor for me. Right. They could never happen and I would never care or blink an eye at them. They would not affect me positively or negatively. It right. wouldn't be anything whatsoever. But for you, yes, that means a lot. Yes. And so, you know, part of it is getting out of the mindset of... And it's still, I still, the, the, the conversation with you, I guess it was, who said it, or it might even been Olivia, when we were talking, having the family, con or me and you were talking, however it was, but I just remember the outcome of the fact of, I've always lived my life by treating people how I want to be treated, but coming to the realization that what you really need to be doing is your initial, my initial is I'm going to treat you how I want to be treated, but then I'm going to learn and listen and understand how you want to be treated so I can treat you that way. And to me, that's like the essence of it all right there. That was your 13-year-old, by the way. That was Lily who brought that. That was Lily? Yes. That was the youngest who brought that to your attention. That makes sense. <laughs> but it was. It was one of those. That particular and, how and the golden rule. We say the golden rule is treat others how we want to be treated. But really, if the other person, that isn't their thing and they don't dig it, then... What are we doing? What, what are, we, are you doing? What are you doing? But you can always take, and I call it the lazy way of just going, well, it's good enough for me. It should be good enough for them. You know, well, that's how I like it. So you should like it. You, well, I don't you know, that's lazy always. Well, to me, I think but, sometimes it's just your own limited capacity, maybe, or your own inability to be able to say maybe. outside of yourself or to realize that, wow, just because I like the carpet this way, doesn't mean everybody else does like little things like that right those little teeny tiny like wabi-sabi that we've talked about before like those little things it's finding what are some of those things that are meaningful to your partner or whoever you're in relationship with right and making sure that that actually becomes the priority if that's what you want to be the priority right. rather than what you think is the most meaningful it's like right. giving a gift to somebody and being like you don't like my gift or you can't return that or you can't give that away when once the gift is given the whole point is to give the gift and the giver is done and i like to give gifts with thinking what would the person like to receive right. not just what would i like to give them right and that's the same kind that's of conversation that's another that's a trans that's one i've had to go through in gift giving for you and the things that that get me jazz like oh i'm gonna get it it's nice it's, and then and you're like going, oh okay and i'm like going, well, she didn't like that that ain't right she should have liked that how can you not like that well, all these people would love that, but it's it's to me it's uh, again <laughs> taking the time to learn the individual, and then it means enough to you to do it. You know, I think that's why sometimes I get in it with different 
people in our lives where it's like, I've shown you, I've, I've shown you, I've told you what resonates with me. It's very easy and very simple to do. It's not like a hard thing. So I'll just lean on this in this particular case. My example would be you can use anything of mine. I do not care. I do not. It's my mom. I have none of that whatsoever. My only request, put it back where you got it. It's very simple. That does not seem hard to me. <laughs> that does not seem hard to me. You know, the extreme is if you borrow my car, I got no problems with you driving my car. Drive it wherever you want to drive it. But park that rat bastard back in the garage when you're done. Don't borrow my car and leave it two streets away. So I go out to the garage and go, where the fuck's my car? It's like, oh, I put a gas in it, but I left it two blocks away. So what the, what the, what, but you want love for putting gas in it, but you left it two blocks. You're killing me, Petey. But that's the, those are those simple things and they're not hard to do. Right. But when that doesn't matter to you, like when you can borrow something, when I can borrow something of yours and leave it in the basement and you're like, where's my, where's my clippers? Oh yeah. I use those. They're down in the basement. Oh, okay. And you go in the basement, grab, it's no big deal to you. Right. I see how it's challenging for you when that's not how you do or how you deal. Right. And, and. Aside here, when I say you, I just mean the world in general. I'm not talking about Jody. Um, <laughs> I I have come to understand how that makes it a little more challenging, how it makes it more prevalent to happen at times, how it can, when, especially when you're not thinking about it. But for me, it goes into that I have now grouped this into my thoughts of what it means to care about somebody and their feelings right. and to love somebody. So these things I do for you that I only do because you like them that way, they right. make no sense to me. They make no sense to a lot of people. <laughs> and but, by that, you did mean you specifically. <laughs> by that, specifically. In, that, in that case, I was talking specifically about Jay, that, <laughs> that you like, I do them because it means something to you and I know you care. So that's part of your it, definition But it takes extra love. thought. So... When that's not reciprocated right. by anybody, to me that's a sign. Well, you don't really care about me. You don't. You don't care about me. You right. say you care because again, I'm an action vice words person. So you say you care, but I give you the five things that matter to me, right? And, and you choose not, not to do them. And they're not hard to do. They're just different than what you do. They're just different. Then that means you just don't take the time to be thinking about your. But you say you person. Right. Right. So so I think what I hear you saying is that it's all depending depending on how you define love. Is love enough? Because I think the straight stick, most basic answer of what love is, you need to really because there's a lot of people that I love that I don't want to live with, that nope. I don't want to spend too much time with. Nope. <laughs> that I yeah. have not um, and there's people I think who've been in, let's face it, relationships and they still can say they love that person even though they're no longer in that relationship. But something about that relationship was was ready to be done. Something did not work out, right? But there's still love present. They can still have mutual respect and understanding and a certain degree for each other and still love right. each other. But the relationship in terms of a real partnership is no longer there. It's right. gone. So I think that other key piece, right, along with love. So I think in a simple answer, no, it's more than just straight stick love. You have to really right. look at this broad, encompassing understanding 
of love and one of those key ingredients is like which we talk about all the time that we actually actively really like each other right and that we would rather be with each other than any other person out there like our day-to-day interactions of whether it's running an errand or going on a fabulous trip or sleeping in or whatever it is we want to do that together we enjoy just sitting on the couch together we just enjoy being in each other's company yeah and I think that's a huge thing. We don't have the same interests always, right? That's another piece that we've learned to to kind of lean into each other's interests. But we always want to be, even if we're doing something different, we want to be in space with each other because we genuinely like each other. Well, and I think part of that goes into how you grow as a person because I know at different points in my life, there were things I hung on to that as I thought, you know, big picture, long term, what is my big picture, long term goal? is that you always want to be with me. You always want to be in my space. You always want to be a part of my life. This was part of your thinking, you're this saying? Is, yeah, this is, this is what I'm thinking as I'm growing and as I'm maturing as a person and an individual. I think that's what happens in relationships. There are different points that you get to within a relationship where either you make some changes or you continue to be this individual that you know your partner that's a challenge for your partner to like that individual, right? So that now you either, it. that aspect of you. And, and that's what I think ends up happening a lot is the less you give in or make some of those changes, the more you create this person that your partner really doesn't like. They still love you. I think that's why a lot of times you talk to people who aren't in relationships, like you're saying, they say, I still love the individual, but I think over the course of some amount of time, the habits, the whatever of that partner, they kept going places that you just don't like. And eventually you're in a space where you just look and go, I just don't like this person anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't live with them. I can't. Right. But you as that, I feel like, at least in my experience, when I was that person that I didn't feel like you actually liked, you know, it's like, what's my culpability in distance between us. So what's my culpability in things not being the way I want them? Lovey-dovey. What is my culpability? Why isn't she just all over me? What is, what is my piece of this? And I would go, well, well it's probably this. It's this. It, you know, I could recognize what they were. And it's like, well, is that a, is that a hill I'm willing to die on or be detracting from my relationship on? And the answer most times was no. That, that no, I have built this up as this piece that is me and I need it to be me, but is it is that true? And I would come to, no, it's not. And I would more for change a little bit to be more of a person that you would like. But that meant something to me because my long-term goal was, I always want you to be with me. Now, and I only have so much control over that because you're growing and you're maturing and you're analyzing your stand in touch with your own feelings and thoughts and I, I can't control all of that all I can do is present someone to you that as I have learned you you would want to be with I think it's so interesting because these thoughts never have crossed like I never I never think like this I've never thought what <laughs> I'm just listening to you and here's what I'm also going to say this was always I think it would have really been helpful along the way. 
when we were having, you know, our times of greater distance or our times of, you know, we weren't as in alignment as we are now, it would have been so helpful to hear these internal thoughts of yours because I did not, there was a part of me that might think, because I knew you, that you were kind of thinking these things or this was a goal of yours, even if you weren't in that moment able to, let's say, make that change or shift in the way that you had said, but just even saying things to me like, well, my goal is always for us to be getting closer together or da, 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 da. And I'm, you know, like these were never verbal conversations at the time. Well, because at who I am as an individual and how I, I am much more an internal processor yes. than anything. Yes. I like to, like, it is it is challenging for me to ask you what you want. Because there's always this part of me that goes, well, if you fucking cared enough, you were paying attention, you know what you want, you shouldn't have to ask her. You know, You know what I mean? And that's always, and it's like, for me, well, I'm having these thoughts. If I'm having them, I'm pretty sure she's having them. I just need to show her that I, you know, because I say, honey, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I'm going to fix this, I promise. And here are all the things I'm going to do. But I feel like I those were sometimes know, the words you would say. But then the actions wouldn't but then the actions wouldn't meet them. match up. So but to like, me, that's a difference between saying I'm sorry about this. Between, there's a difference between saying I'm sorry about something happening like right now in present. And being like, you know... I'm always, my greatest goal is like you were just saying that we are always like, that was something that was not a conversation that we had. And I, I mean, I get it. It wasn't even something that I think I was looking for at the time. Like it wasn't something that I felt was, was necessarily missing. But when I look back, I'd be like, Oh, that would have been so helpful to hear him say those things and not just the, I'm sorry, uh, or, the not quite I'm sorry, but the leave me be right. woman. I need to be me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing you know, like those are just those things. And I, I think about it and I just think it's really interesting because I, I like I said, I know you had those thoughts, but at that time I was also in a space where I could not have necessarily seen or given you the benefit of the doubt sometimes that you were actually having those thoughts without us being able to which right. we didn't necessarily have the conversations. Well, and I think that's pe- the part for me was always, I don't want to necessarily have the conversation because one, those things are uncomfortable for me to to verbalize, to to be in that space with you and actually have to say those words. It's very, that's very challenging for me in general. Um, it's easier for me to acknowledge it within myself, to know you both, we both know, so why do we really need to say it? But here's how I'm going to change and show you. So when you look at what's going on, when you look at the next six, seven, eight, nine months, it's like, and that's why I was always, and you remember these, I would always be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But how? But look, I'm doing it less than I was before. I haven't done that in so long. I haven't done that in so long. (laughs) That was my way of saying, look, I learned from those things and look how good I'm doing. And da 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 da. This is only happening once every Every eight months months instead of once a week. Once a month. And I was supposed to just be like, yeah, exactly. uh, Okay. And and that that is, you know, in all, in all, like, (laughs) not necessarily honesty, but in all transparency. I think a part of that too is when you are living a life with someone else 
and you're all growing at the same time and you got kids going on and you got all this, there just ain't a whole lot of time. No, that's to, true. To have like frank and open conversations. And, and usually you're so, and I would say you're so mentally tired yeah. from, you know, all the stuff I'm dealing with at work and all the stuff you're dealing with at home. And then da, 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 da. And you have that with, you know, Olivia and Grant, the first two. And things are moving and, you know, they're different stages of their life and you're trying to give them all these experiences and you're trying to spend this quality family time and you're trying to do all these things. And meanwhile, you're balancing work and you're trying to make it all work and you're trying to do family. Yes. All these things are constantly moving to have these like deeper conversations, to have the time to do a podcast. We're not there. You know, there wasn't the time <laughs> to, to reflect, do those. To contemplate. So yes. you're doing these reflections. And like for me, my greatest reflection times was when I would go on deployment or when I'd go on debt. So when I'd be gone and I'd just be in that space where there was nothing. It was like fly, work, land, nothing. I can think now. I can actually. And then it's like, man, you know, it's just like how you got the van. Uh, we yeah. told him the van story. Yes. You know, how all those things happen. And I reflect and go, jacked up what was I thinking and then you come back and like now I feel like those things happen automatically but also now I know you a lot better than I did and I know the triggers and I know how I should handle them and even it, it makes it easier almost now to do and to process than it did 20 years ago when we're still learning and learning about each other and learning about ourselves and then throw in all those other things of family raising and early it's a lot so that so what do you think this what do you think some of the ways are for let's say people in young relationships long-lasting relationships whatever it is when you're in that space because I remember that when you're just exhausted you know and and to have a really vulnerable conversation that's not all and you're not even for me a lot of it was I wasn't even completely clear myself what to even say to you that I wanted you know it was just that I would feel like things are not Things are not working or things aren't the way I want them to be. How do we move through this? And I I think it's interesting you talk about like when you would go on deployment. And for me, I think one of the things that was most helpful during that time was because we would write letters to each other. And so there have been times, even when you haven't been on deployment, when things have felt sticky, that I have written, we have written each other's letters in the day-to-day realm, even though we're right here and put it on your bedside table, because for, I think, both of us, and for me, I know very much so, if I can write it out, rather than sometimes having to verbalize, at least it starts, it's a conversation starter. Right. So I think that was something that we took away from our years of letter writing was it can still be used in this day and age, even with all of this other communication, we can still sit down and write something to each other and just say how we're feeling and let the other person read it and then come together and it creates a space for conversation and yeah. it, it kind of breaks the ice. Yeah. Cause I remember, I just remember the other piece of that with all the things going on is when are you in the right space to yeah, hear and when yeah. am I in the right yeah. and those and they things were rarely didn't, they're the rarely time. in sync. Yeah. And and the letters and everything else would give you that opportunity to go, Oh, she's feeling this way, da 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 and then I would make you know, I go, Hey, I really want to talk about this. Right. Let me know when you're ready. Now it was kinda we could match up those but that was I just remember that. Yeah. It seemed like every time you want to have a freaking deep philosophical discussion, <laughs> I'm like 
I'm fucking tired. I got 18 million things to do tomorrow. No, I love you always, and I want to do it this. Always, and it's like right before no, we go to bed always, or I got a flight tomorrow. I got to be up at three o'clock in the morning. Why are you picking right now? to? Do, and is this some test to prove my love for you that I will freaking go to work with two hours of sleep to prove to you how much. Meanwhile, we're having a conversation. I'm falling asleep. And you're like, going, well, he don't give a shit. He's falling asleep over here. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, going, what? why are you doing this to me? Uh, I remember that too. Oh. It always was. You'd be like, can we just talk about this? But then the middle of the day was not a possibility. We didn't have middle of the day time. I was like, have... hey, I'm open to talk about this. And I was like, no, I got like 80 other things going on. No, I'm I don't like, feel like talking children are hanging that. off of me and, and you want to sit down and talk. And it's like dinner time and I'm cooking and you'd like walk in the, or you call me on the way home from work. And that's your favorite time to so, talk. Hey, how you doing? When you're in the car ride by yourself, especially when you had long commutes. And of course, inevitably, that was the time when... I'm cooking dinner or I'm driving to practice or I'm helping with homework and you were like, hey, let's talk. And I'm like, I don't, this is not no, the fucking time, not to talk. The time to talk. And then you'd get all offended. Okay, well, go ahead, get back to your routine. And I'm get like, get back to the people that are more important than me. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. I, I will pick up our children now. And I, okay. And it was finding the time that we were both in, in the space. In the space. Was, and that was like, I that's the thing. most challenging. That was I, the I most agree. challenging to me. I absolutely agree with that. And so I think that was, and that was how we somehow could really come around that was by writing each other a quick note or when well, we started to schedule like more routine date nights, I think was also helpful yeah. because it was almost like we could, I, I always feel that with you and your mind is constantly going and you're constantly going and you're doing and you're doing that unless I'm sitting across from you just like this, like that's when I feel I have your full undivided attention. Yep, I would agree. And so for us, that usually worked over a meal. And whether that was going out, which wasn't always an option because we didn't always have a babysitter or, you know, different things were happening. So we started doing date night in. We started making opportunities that we would just sit down. And I think those are really vital. And people talk about the importance of date night. And I completely agree because even in the past few months, just the other day I said to you, because we had gotten into a really good routine where we would go to dinner on the regular. But since October, things have just been busy. Things have just been, and of course our dinners now are much more lavish and extravagant than what they once were. We only want to go to like really yummy foodie spots. And so it's like more effort is involved in going and right. doing. To get a reservation to on get a the reservation right day. And, and and then... All of these things. And so just the other day I said to you, we haven't had our date night and I, I miss it. Like I, I, and our house is filled with adults basically. So we doing a date night at home is not what it once was. It wasn't like we used to put the kids to bed and say, okay, it's and time. don't come out of your room unless you want to be traumatized. <laughs> Stay in your room. Yeah. You know. And go, can I come out? And we will go, no. I mean, or yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so just finding that time because even though we're not necessarily going into the deepest vulnerable moments in that dinner conversation, it at least clears the air all the other stuff that I want to talk to you about. Cause a lot of times I'm like, I don't even have time to tell him some of the most basic things that are happening in my life unless we sit down and have an over dinner. So it kind of clears it to me. It's like writing it out. It's like getting it cleared out so that we can be both in a space of, okay, we're actually open to go deeper. We're actually open to have that next step in the conversation, whether that happens the next day, whether it happens that same night, but it's not feeling like, oh my God, I don't even know where to begin because that's what I think would happen when we were on such a space when we couldn't connect like that because it's like, I have all these things that are feeling so 
disconnected within me and him and our relationship. But I don't even know, like, his schedule right now. Like, I don't even know when or what to even say, you know, like, there's so many other things I need to, that seem more imperative to be able to talk about first, to right. be able to get to that space. I would agree. And so I guess going back to what you were saying, like, what is it, what, what keeps things, you know, for me, I think it started, it starts from day one in the fact that I always wanted to be with you. I always wanted us to be together. And so you were always the priority. And that's what I always used to talk, talk and tell you about with the kids and everything else is that you are my priority over these little bebes. Uh, and, and I always used to give you grief and go, remember one day they're going to come home and they're going to be with somebody else and go, I just love them so much. And they're just going to put us on the back burner. And meanwhile, you've been putting me on the back burner for 20 years for this little. Beautiful child. Sure. <laughs> that beautiful human. Those, those feelings of hurt and, and uh, abandonment don't go away. <laughs> so for me, I think it, and like for me, it has always been that you have been the priority. And, and I look at all the things in my life, good, bad, and others, and good decisions, bad decisions, all those decisions, it all revolved around how I felt with you. Right. Right? And it was, it was times I would blame you for things not being the way they were, and that was me, though, not willing to accept my part and my culpability and what was going on and how I put you in that space because it was that she didn't want to be there. She wouldn't be there unless I forced her to be there. So what am I doing to put her there? You know, kind of deal. So I, I guess the the whole love thing and what makes it last and what, what does love mean? I, I think for me, love means that person you're with is your priority mm-hmm. and you're in a constant state of how do I keep this person wanting to be with me? And if you're doing that, all the other things come with it. You're learning your likes, your dislikes, what gets you going, what really means something to you, what doesn't mean anything to you, da-da-da. What, what are the things I'm doing that maybe is putting you in a, in a space you don't want to be in? What is it? What ammunition am I giving your times of doubt fuel to go, yeah, yeah, there's another, yeah, look at what, yeah, why are we with this rat back? Because, you know, for me, it's always, what is it, that one Beyonce song where she says, if you think I can't find another, you're just, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I have somebody tomorrow, <laughs> and I, in my mind is always like, yeah, you can have somebody tomorrow, <laughs> that's not, that's not a threat, that's not, that's just a fact. How do I motivate her not to want to find somebody tomorrow? Because there's plenty of people volunteering. So what am I doing to make me the one that she's going, yeah, I'm, He's I'm, my I'm going with that rough rider right there all the time, every time. <laughs> He's my tomorrow, tomorrow. And, but, it, but it's that, to me, it's the, it's the mental what well, exercise sounds like, it, of going it sounds, like a, through, it sounds like an energy of wooing that you're always in without it. A constant it, state of wooing. That I yes. feel that you, that you... I mean, I don't feel like I'm in a constant state of... I feel like I'm in a constant state of being wooed. I will agree with that. But I'm definitely not in a constant state of wooing you. Well, but see, that that's <laughs> that's the dirty little secret of our relationship. <laughs> you know, and, and anyone who is friends with us and knows it, if you go, who's got the real warts in this relationship? It, it, nobody's going to even glance at Jody. There may be one or two that will like, well, they'll give that little, well, you know, i got to really both. They're like, and they're a lying motherfucker. They know... 
who's got it all, and it's strictly on your side of the chart. But I think part of that is because I don't know if you are as hard on yourself as I am on mine, uh, as I am on me. I would completely agree with that. Which means I understand what a rat bastard I am and how lucky I am to have you. And it's like, I can't be losing this. So I think I come more from that, knowing my flaws and everything else. Whereas people like you don't really have flaws. That's not true. Don't have to think that way. And that's not true. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying, I just think it's really interesting how how I do. And I, I love feeling like I'm being wooed. Like, that is very, um, I love that. Like, I think everybody loves that. So it does make me think, oh, do I need to be wooing you more? Would you like me to feel like I'm wooing you more? I have never, well, that's not true. Every now and again, I get that thought. It's like, hey, <laughs> come on. What like, are we doing here? <laughs> you, you know, I, I'm in chase mode all the time. It's like, hey. Uh, can you do me a favor? Can you just stop chasing me for a little while? Okay. Now I go, okay, you can chase me and then... I do chase you sometimes. Every now and again when you start feeling guilty because you're like, fuck. I did tell him to stop chasing me. I guess I need to show him that he can start chasing me again. Because, okay, I'll give you a space. And it's like, man, it's been like a day, two days. When can I start chasing again? I was like, waiting for a sign. Give me a sign here. Give me a sign. And then you'll finally go, oh, yeah, I guess I did ask him to stop for a while. I should give him a sign here. And I'm like going, okay. And then I'm all good again. I'm like the little puppy, throw a bone to. Like, oh, okay, I'm back in. He's looking all sad over there. I know you know. You just—he's looking all sad and pitiful over there. I'm sorry. You're really vocal too. It's not just that I have to like look and see that you're. Well, sad. that's vocal from your energy. You're reading my. I don't know how many of you are with someone that goes, "What'd you say?" And you're just thinking shit. And she's like, "What'd you say?" And I'm like, "I didn't say anything. You did. I, I was in my head, but you—that's supposed to be my private place." But I heard it. I always but heard I it. I left myself open, I guess. And you she did. Put those walls up. Crap. I got to put the... Yes. Well, on that note, um, I guess we both agree that it's that love has so many components to it. So it's an oversimplification to say all you need is love. You need love with so many layers and levels that ultimately create this long-lasting relationship but it 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 takes lots of different forms and it takes forms depending on the person and depending on the time in their life and because it shifts and changes constantly yep. and that's what ultimately i think love is though i mean when you really get to the base core of love it is this all-encompassing understanding and accepting that person as they are for who they are as they change and as they grow and your desire to make shifts and adjustments so that you can continue to prioritize each other. Because while I didn't always think about wooing you or chasing you, definitely you are always my, we are my priority. You are my priority. And so I think I come at it from a little different energy and angle than you do. Mm -hmm. But that was still paramount is that how are we going to do this? Because you are the person I want to spend my tomorrow's with and this is and I know who you are at your core and so when times and things are happening I'd be like this is not quite like this is not what he wants to be right now or who he wants to be right now like I was aware of that and yet I got really tired of having to 
be the one who was like, this is not who he wants to be right now, but he really needs to get his shit together because I keep seeing this version of him and when are we going to make this work, right. you know? But but it's because that was that priority and wanting to us be together no matter, you know, that was the number one thing for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I yeah, it's just that, it, you know, people ask, all, I should say all the time, but people do ask that, you know, how can you be with one person for 30 years? And I was like, and I think I've said this before. It's like I'm not with one person. You're not, you're not the Jody I met 30 years ago, and you're not the Jody 2024 that you were Jody 2022. You you're know, not the Reggie a, from six months ago. Yeah, it's a it's a different person yeah. that you're with all the time. And so my goal is always to be the kind of person you would want to be with. Mm. So I think that's part of it as well. And I think the things you do and you grow. Because you know what I what I ultimately want is your happiness. I, I say my goal feel. is always to be my truest version of me. Exactly, and whatever you need to get there, you know, part of what my job I feel and my what I want to do is to be the one to help you get there, or definitely not keep me from getting there. And so the dirty little secret is because if I help her get there, hopefully when she get there, she won't go. Okay, I gotta go. I'll somebody else over I'm here you <laughs> that you're like okay I'll keep you with me I'll bring you with me I on this always, next yes yes yeah. I will always keep you with me that's the goal <laughs> all right well thanks again for listening hope you guys got it all down yeah hopefully <laughs> we're still figuring it out but exactly hopefully you got it down but we still want to figure it out that's true we still choose that's to part of that out. big love definition it's that choosing yep Absolutely. All right. All right. Till next time. Peace out. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of Higher Love. We look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, be sure and follow me on Instagram at Essential Jody and friend me on Facebook. I'm not on social, but follow Jody. She'll keep you up to date on both of us. Have a great day. Have a great life. Peace out. <laughs>